Oh, it's a pleasure, Greg. You know, Greg, appointment-based selling absolutely is here to stay. And it, just to give you a very simple reason, an appointment is the bridge from the digital showroom to the physical showroom. So as digital activity and traffic increases and organic showroom traffic decreases, there's no doubt that appointments will be the lifeblood of a dealership. And, you know, appointment-based selling not only is a, a great win for dealers, um, sorry, No, so appointment-based selling is here to stay, but it's also a huge win for the dealers. I mean, they can properly prepare for a customer coming in. They can pre-select a vehicle, pre-evaluate a trade, put on a game plan to not just secure the sale, but deliver a great customer experience. So it's here to stay. Now, will all selling be appointment-based? Uh, I've got to tell you, Greg, top dealers that I work with are building their processes all around appointment selling. So if they happen to get some organic walk-in traffic, well, that's just a bonus. Certainly for top dealers that are forward thinking that have seen all the disruption that has come and is likely to come, they're preparing to have a fully appointment culture and not be dependent on the ups and downs of, of that showing traffic. Hey, it's not unlike the Apple store. starts with that mindset change, you know, and let's, let's, let's just be frank about it. In the car business, there's only two ways for a dealer to grow their sales. Only two ways. Either they increase their conversion of the opportunities they get, or they increase the flow of opportunities. And the best opportunities are appointments, right? So what has our industry done over time in the past? And even to this day, we have overvalued conversion. But well, let's be honest, if a customer comes in by an appointment and the deal is prepared, they are likely going to convert that customer. So it's not conversion that's the high-value skill. It's the ability to create opportunities, and the best opportunities are appointments. So dealers can start to shift their mindset and develop what I call an appointment culture, where everybody in the store comes to work every day to make appointments, prepare for appointments, and sell by appointment. They're going to win. Mindset is foundational. Once you make that shift in your mind that, okay, we're going to focus on creating opportunities every day, and we're going to measure our success by the opportunities we create, and of course, we're going to focus on conversion, but it's far more easier to 
to get a maximum leverage out of creating opportunities than just incrementally closing three or four or five percent more. And once the dealer has that mindset, then they need to work on developing their people. They need to train their people on appointment making skills. And the number one skill around making appointments is conversation skills. How does their team dialogue with a customer, exchange ideas, information, questions back and forth? Then once they've trained some of those appointment-making skills, they need to develop an appointment process every day with KPIs and activity plan to create those appointments. And then they need to celebrate and reward the appointment success. Yes, it is very different. You know, it's, it's a more sophisticated sale. And, and often, you've got a more sophisticated or educated buyer. You know, my company, Absolute Results, works with the seventh largest dealer group in Europe. And they happen to be based in Switzerland. And that market last October, 48.7% of all new vehicles sold were either EV or hybrid. And just a little context there, the, the stat in that country, the average EV customer took four showroom visits before they made their purchase. So it's a longer sales process. It's more of a consultative process. It's a longer test drive. Heck, I was talking to the number one Audi e-tron salesperson in that country, and he said the average sale takes two test drives. So the ability to prepare for those customers and take that consultative approach, it's key selling those EVs and even the hybrids. Well, it's, yeah, it's not just a technology change. To a certain extent, it's a lifestyle change, right? So educating those customers, here's how you charge your vehicle, how much to charge it, where you can charge it. And even in some cases, some of the top EV salesmen will say, wait a minute, Mr. Customer, I don't think you're ready for an EV. Next time, maybe, but not right now. So again, that's that consultative approach and looking at it as part of their lifestyle. That's a great question, Greg. You know, I think here's where a lot of dealers are going to miss it. You know, the average dealer in Canada has what we have as a result called a retention mix of below 30%. And what that means is that of their sales every month, more than 70% are coming from new customers, new business, as opposed to their portfolio or their database. So when a dealer starts to put value and focus on their database and starts to pay attention to it, and says, okay, I've got these thousands of customers in my portfolio. What's my renewal process for customers? Not just lease customers, but re every retail customer. Do we have a renewal process in place? And, and, and a simple little tip just for a dealer to get started on the path of a renewal process is start talking to your customers sooner. 
You know, when, when we run appointment-driven events across Canada, 27% of the customers who buy at our events are what we call two-year trade-ups. People are trading sooner. They're having big life changes. So reaching out to customers sooner and having a retention plan for every customer in your database, that's key. dealer needs a communication plan to be in conversation with that customer throughout their ownership cycle. And so part of that plan is the messaging they send the dealer, the customer, excuse me, can't always be about selling them something. We need your trade or the biggest sale is happening. They have to have a cadence of communication over the ownership cycle. Some of it's sales or upgrade messaging, some is service messages, and some is just goodwill or adding value messaging. You know, during the pandemic, early on, we created a concept called a goodwill call. We recommended that dealers reach out to customers originally in the, in the back third of their contract, but eventually in the middle of their contract, just each reaching out and having a conversation saying, Mr. Customer, I just want to follow up. So much has changed. Hey, how have your driving needs changed since the pandemic? Are you driving more or less? Is your vehicle still best for you? So that kind of a goodwill conversation, touching, about, touching base with the customer about their driving needs, that is so powerful. And often it opens the door because there has been a big life change or their needs have changed. And if the salesman always has in the tip of his tongue information about the new product or the market, it can flow into an appointment. Not all the time, but probably ah, 12 to 15% of the time. Absolutely. It's been hugely effective, hugely effective for us. It's almost been more effective than the traditional sales message because you actually catch customers' attention. Like, well, you're, you're just calling me to, to see how my needs have changed. You're just not calling to sell me? Well, no, I want to see if your needs have changed because if they have, then I would love to help you. But if they haven't changed, I'd really appreciate you as a customer. And, and please keep using our service department and keep maintaining that value of your vehicle. Sure. So what some dealers are starting to do is analyze in their database of customers and, and get a sense based on data from the market and from the, the OEM, which customers are most likely to purchase a hybrid or EV and to start to reach out with them with specific offers. So that's certainly one step, but that's not enough, quite frankly. You know, I'm working, as I said, with that large, seventh largest dealer group in Europe. And one of the things we're doing with them is a project where we're creating a pathway to EV adoption for every customer in the portfolio, including the customer who just last week bought an ICE engine vehicle, right? So that there's a pathway of communication over the ownership cycle preparing them for an EV product. Other dealers are doing things like creating teams of EV specialists who handle all the EV inquiries. But that communication to the customer is key because you retain the, you retain the position as kind of the, 
the industry authority around their vehicle purchase and renewal with them. You know, I guess the number one piece of advice is to remember the stat five to one, that a customer who purchases and comes back for service is five times more likely to repeat purchase with the dealer than a customer who purchases and does not return for their servicing. And so keeping that in mind, dealers need to break down the wall. <laughs> There's historically been a bit of a Berlin wall between sales and servants and understand that a great service department is not only part of an effective retention strategy, but it's also a great source of new daily business. Look, there's more customers coming in for service in the service drive every day than walk-ins, phone-ins, and digital leads combined, right? So working, the two departments working together and, and creating synergies working together is key for dealers, breaking down those walls, and then watching for detection points. Like a lot of good dealers, when it comes to service, they look for that third service visit and make sure that valuable customers don't fall through the cracks so they can keep the engagement with the customers and keep that customer coming back, they're going to have the opportunity to offer that customer the new and exciting product that's coming. <laughs> well, I think the irrefutable fact is that disruption is going to continue. Right? And anyone who doesn't believe... Hmm? Well, here's, here's some thoughts. You know, disruption is going to come. So knowing it's going to continue, and it may not be as kind as maybe the last disruption, the microchip shortage has been temporarily to dealers, dealers are going to have to restaff their team. They're going to have to truly build an appointment culture around the customer. They're going to have to double down on process. And this is important, Greg. They're going to have to really focus on retention. I know we've talked a lot about that in this little chat that we've had today, but when that too many dealers aren't talking to their customers because they don't have a lot of inventory. And so, well, why should I call a customer? Well, we just gave you a couple of reasons with a goodwill call. But when that inventory tide turns, and it's, who knows, but it's likely going to start turning by the end of the year. Dealers that don't have a solid retention plan, they're going to see a wave of defection. And if they don't pay attention, it'll become a tsunami of defection. It is. I mean, just look at the stats. In the last 18 months alone, brand loyalty has dropped from, what, 55.3% to 51.1%. That's massive, and that's just in 18 months. Without all the newcomers that are coming to market, all the exciting new product, look, no matter how great your OEM is, and there are a lot of great OEMs out there, you're not always going to have the shiny new object, the hottest new thing on Motor Trend Magazine or the car of the year or the truck of the year. So you better be talking to your customer. You better be as excited about your product that's coming, whether it's here or not, <laughs> you know, and be sharing that passion with customers, dog on it. Uh, it's going to be key. And you've got to earn that trust in place. I mean, retention doesn't start <laughs> at renewal. It starts how you sell them their first car and then how you deliver it and how you keep in contact with them. It's a process. And we have to start looking that way. We have to have a longer approach looking at customers 
especially as we move into all this new product, connected car, EVs, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, it's a pleasure, Greg. Have a great day. We reached Jeff in Guatemala, where he was doing some wonderful charitable work. So I want to thank him for taking a moment to connect with us and giving us his take on what lies ahead in the auto industry. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, have a suggestion, or simply want to comment, email me at glayson at autonews.com. And remember, you can listen to all our previous podcasts on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play, or on our website. Just click the podcast tab at the top of the homepage. That does it for this episode of the Automotive News Canada podcast. We hope you'll join us next time. So long, everybody.